this room. Come on. Say, God, you and Mark for inviting me. Thank you so much. I want to thank a real faithful friend of the house, Ruth Ann. She is amazing. I've known her for many, many years and she's been such a faithful person to this house. And it's such an honour to be here today. And for those of you who are online, uh, welcome. And thank you for joining. I bet you're all cozed up indoors with a cup of tea and your lovely PJs on while we're out here in the cold, making all the effort to be face to face. Well, God bless you. And uh, I want to tell you two little snippets about who I am. I was born and raised in London. At the age of 14, I became a Christian and actually became a Christian at the Elam Butlins camp. Woo! It was called Clapton on the Sea. Many, many years ago, you might say, well, you look pretty young. Yeah, I hope you think so. But you know, you know how what dies does wonders for you. And then from then on, I got to a local church in London and my pastor, pastors have a real impact on your lives. And my pastor was Scottish. He was called Dennis Beattie. And he was an usher and worked with Catherine Coleman back in the day. So as a young girl, I got saved and my family were like, goodness me, what are we going to do with this girl? And I, I came back from the camp and I said to my dad, I want to be an evangelist. I'm going to go around the world and preach the gospel. And he said, well, Indian girls don't do that. <laughs> he said, you can't do that, Shanine. I said, dad, I am going to become a preacher. Anyway, well, here you are. And so from then on, my journey began with my pastor who introduced me to the writings of Catherine Coleman. It was a book called Daughter of Destiny. And he'd often tell me about these atmospheric meetings where the glory of God would come and thousands of people would get healed and queue up. And I read that book at the age of 14 and I said, well, if, if God can use a broken woman, a divorced woman, if God can use a woman that's weird and wacky, he can use me. Hello. God is into wacky, weird people. If you're feeling a bit out of the box, God is into that. And God, I was really empowered by that book at a very young age. And from then on, the Lord began to open doors worldwide. I, I traveled across the nations of the world. One of the nations I went to was Ethiopia three, three years ago. Anyone here from Ethiopia? Oh, hello. It's an amazing nation. And do you know, I was asked to speak at the 9.30 service there. And it was an early service and um, there was a team of us with the Americans that visited that place. 
And I thought, oh, no one's going to be at the 9.30 service. a bit bit early, you know. Um, but you know what? There were seven and a half thousand pastors who got up at 5.30 in the morning to be there for the 9.30 service. Isn't that amazing? There was such a hunger in Ethiopia. I've never seen anything like it. And the glory of the Lord, you know, just was so expressed during those days. And I saw Ethiopia. And then the team I was working with, we had a field, like a crusade at that time. And there were five million people present. God isn't too big. You know, in Britain, we think little. When you travel across the nations and you see a big God, you think, God, you can do some big things in England again. Hello. We need to take off some limits tonight and have a shift in the atmosphere, shift in our attitude towards church. Maybe some of you today are bored with church and you're just coming to tick a box and say, well, I went to church on Sunday, sang a few songs, and maybe you start your week and you're a bit bored and a bit stiff and Christianity is becoming so bored in your life. Well, God wants to wake you up. God wants to do something new in the house here today. You don't need to wait for anyone to come and rock your world. You need to know how to rock your own world. You know, we've become so dependent on social media. I'm not against it. I love social media. I think it's doing a great job, especially in the lockdown. But we're so dependent on a quick fix. We just want to be fixed all the time. But how do you fix yourself? How do you get the fire? And some of you people sitting out there right now, you are one of those girls or men that was sitting like me in the corner when I was a teenager who had a dream. And maybe your dream's buried and it's dead and it's in a grave tonight. Maybe, it doesn't matter what age you are. God is not into age. It's not, you may say, well, it's all right for you, you little teenager. You have the old, you know, energy and everything. But I'm so old now. No, God's not done with you. It doesn't matter what age you are. God can still do great things in your life. So don't limit your age. So I today want to talk to you. I believe there's a new sound coming to the UK. There's a new sound coming out of Kensington Temple. How many believe that? There is change. Some of you are kind of a bit dulled out because of the lockdown and because of what we've walked through, I get it. So this message is for you tonight. It's called Light Up Your World. So Lord, I pray tonight that there will be a shift tonight, Lord, in, in, in the attitudes and the minds of every single person seated here. Lord, that you would move and touch every single person to have a fresh encounter with your presence, oh God, that they will rise up in this world once again and stand and shine for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I think I covered my intro. I don't want a long hello with you all. But recently in our household at home, we had a problem with the lights. And we didn't know what was tripping the lights off. It was so difficult. And we called the electrician. Electrician comes. He goes, let me check out your fuse bulb box and see why the lights are not turned up in your house and what's tripping them up. He looked, he identified that there was a trip switch gone. And you know, when he identified it, he said, this is a trip switch. There's some crossing going on here and it's overloading the system and the lights are not being turned on. And that's your problem. He found it and we fixed it. And some of you today have got a fuse that's tripped. 
Some of you are wondering why you're so bored and why your life is not shining because you have a fuse that's just gone. Hello? It's tripped and you're thinking, oh, it's all well and good for you. You can stand up there. No, I understand when the trips switch you off. We've all been there. And the pandemic's had so much pressure on all of us and we don't, we're wondering how and where on earth are we going? And I want to draw your attention to Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2. How many know some of you can do a lot more than you're doing right now? Come on. Come on. How many of you know that God's called you to a lot more than just coming on a Sunday and warming the seat? Give me a high five, guys. There's a lot more for you to do. In the amplified version, in the amplified version, which is a lot more words, it says, arise from depression and prostration. The word prostration means powerlessness, emotional exhaustion, collapse, mental exhaustion. In your circumstances that have kept you Rise to new life, strive, be radiant with the glory of the Lord that has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness, but the glory of the Lord shall come upon you and his glory shall be seen on you. Two applications here. The whole context here is one personal and prophetic Isaiah is talking to Israel, but he's also implying arise personally. I want to approach today's message on a personal note of a call to action to the church. A call to action for you individually to arise and shine out of your depression. You know, we've been fighting this virus and protecting ourselves and other people, but there is a virus within you There's a virus within you and it's called the blame game. It's called complaining. It's called, it's, it's called, I'm a victim. This is what's happened to me. The self-pity. Oh, it's because of them. It's because of my past. It's because of this. The bitterness that's going on in your life. That virus within is stopping you from arising. Hello? Stop and quit. It's a command here to arise from that. Why should we arise? Because John 8, 12 says, Jesus is the light and he who is in the light will never be in darkness because he has given us the light of life. We have the light of life. So why are we there? You know, when you are down in the dumps, when you are so low and you want to pick up, And life is so tough and it's been so hard for some of you and you sitting here and you're thinking, I'm unemployed, I've got debt, I'm depressed, I have sleepless nights, I go to the church, I'm asking for a breakthrough. What do you do at that moment when everything's against you, when your family's against you, when you've been betrayed, when there's pain and no one understands it, but only you're experiencing it? What do you do when you're down on your knees? What do you do when you're down so low? You sing your way up. You worship your way up. You say, Lord, 
that's in me is greater than he that is in the world. You say all things work together for good for those that love God. It's from there that you arise and you begin to shine. But you have to choose. You have to choose not to be mediocre. You have to choose and identify what is tripping your switch. What is your fuse that's going? You have to learn and say, Lord, out of this pain, what can I learn? Where can I go? What can I do? The questions of the world, the questions of the world are answered through Jesus Christ. Why are we here? How are we going to be fixed? How do I live life? They're all in Christ. Why? Why should we arise? Because Christ has already won the victory for you. Christ has won the victory. That's why we can arise. He's already settled it. We already know what's coming, what's going to happen. This virus is that God's allowed it to happen. For some of us, actually, it's worked well. Some people have actually done so much during the pandemic. Others haven't. Others have got lost during it. And they're depressed and they're down and they're thinking, where am I going to go with all of this? But you know, everything works for good for those that love God. You know, during the lockdown, before the lockdown and during the lockdown, my family experienced the greatest breakthrough of our lives. But before lockdown, we were going through so much. We were in so much pain. We were in so much agony. And we were going through so much. And I thought, Lord, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? As soon as lockdown happened, we received an incredible breakthrough. Hallelujah. And I talk about loss. I talk because I've been there. I talk about the pain of being betrayed, pain of being an outcast, pain of losing everything when you don't know what to do. But the Lord of the breakthrough comes through. Amen. And He came through for us in a most remarkable way. When the Bible says in His Word, no eye has seen, no ear has heard or entered into the heart of man, what God has prepared for those that love Him is true. He has prepared something greater for every single one. We had the greatest breakthrough during lockdown. Isn't that a testimony? God is the God of breakthrough and He's going to come through for you. Why should we arise? Why? Because Jesus has won the victory. You're on the winning side, friends. Every single one of you is on the winning side. Stop acting like a loser. Get some attitude on. Pull some attitude in and tell the devil, hold on. The greater one's in me. The greater one's in me. Greater is is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Talk like a winner, act like a winner, because Jesus is the winner, he's won the battle. Some of you need that shift, that shift in your thinking. So Ephesians 5 says this, 14, it says, Therefore he says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, for Christ shall shine upon you and give you light. What does that mean, awake? There it means this. It means to be watchful. It means to rouse yourself. Arise from the dead. It's a bold, unique statement to action. Rise from sin because He will quicken you. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of, some of you might be just tricked because you're in sin. You need to arouse yourself and wake up from being lethargic and careless. Come out of the darkness. Some of us are wearing a mask in our private lives and we're different on a Sunday. You know what I'm talking about. Today's the time to allow the Holy Spirit to expose what's really going on in your life so you can really get awakened. Arise in your hearts that, that Jesus can be the bright morning star. Wake up, it says, wake up. Ephesians says, wake up, be alert, alert. 
and clear-headed. We need to be alert and clear-headed in these days. There's so much clouding and overtaking our minds with everything we do. We need a clear head to get focused. What has God called us to do in this hour, in this season? You might say to me, well, you know what is so hard? If God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, what can be against you? Nothing can stand in the way in the plans of God in your life. So Matthew 5 says, let your light shine. The Holy Spirit today, I believe, is going to expose what's going on in your hearts. There's no way we can, you can continue like this. If you want to, you can. But if you choose tonight to say, Holy Spirit, touch me. I want a fresh encounter with your presence. I want something fresh and something new. I don't want to be this lethargic, careless person that just goes to church, puts my offering in, sings a few songs that has no impact in the world. How many of you want to shine for Jesus? I mean, really, I mean, really, do you really want to shine? Kensington Temple is known for the history of revival. I love revival history and I've studied it. I love it. But you know, that's the past and it's a great past. It's a great well here that you're all digging on a Wednesday night in prayer. But God is doing something new and we need to embrace what God is doing that is new in your life and in this place. Come on now, give me a high five. You're looking at me like... Who is this girl that's just rocked up in our church and telling us this? I'm just telling you, God is up to something big. We need to change and shift our attitudes. This is a time to arise and shine. And it sounds so corny, doesn't it? Arise and shine. You know, that song you used to sing as a kid, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it. No, this little light of mine is not little. This is little light of mine is big. This big light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it. You know what you guys sound like? Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. You need to pick me up. You know what a pick me up is? An encounter with God. It's when you choose to say, I want more of you. It's when you choose to say, I'm getting up from where I am, from my depression. It's when you choose to say, if the, all the odds are gone against me, I'm still going to stand and believe you for the impossible. Yeah. So this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. So how do we do this? How do we do this thing about getting up and shining? How did I do it in my life? Oh my goodness, I've had so many odds against me. I've had so much to walk through. And every day when I was down in the dumps, I got up from that posture. When I felt self-pity, you know that self-pity? It's always me, everyone's all right out there. They're all doing all right, you know? And you're depressed, you feel alone and you're lonely. You have a dream and then what do you do in that moment? You choose to get up and you rise from the depths of darkness and despair. Hallelujah. You choose, not your pastor, not the leaders here. You choose to rise up. And I had to learn to rise up. And it was in those moments when I saw the darkness dissipate. And I saw God's light come through mightily. I saw healings and miracles. I saw doors opening. I saw the power of God in manifestation so powerfully. So how do we get there? How do we do it? Number one, you got to get on, get up and move on. 
you've got to sing your way up sometimes. Some days you just have to sing like you did, sister. In that ward when the doctors say, there's no answer. you got to sing your way up, just like Job when he lost everything. Even his wife said, cuss God. And he said, yet will I praise Him even though I'm slain. How many of you got a song in your heart that's buzzing up? Come on. you got to sing your way up because you know what? Listen, you cannot change the past. You cannot control the future. What you can do is do something now. We're living in the now moment. Your faith is now. There is a shift taking place right now as I'm speaking. A shift in your mindset. What is a shift? A shift is change. It's a position and a place you go to. You're shifting. Hallelujah. How many of you need a shift? Come on. You know you need a shift. Shifts are hard. Shifts take time. It's a process. You think you're just going to go... No, you may hear the Word of God tonight, but tomorrow you've got to act on it. You've got to move. So that means you've got to get up and move forward. Because when you get up, you don't just stand there and look around. You move. You move with what you believe in. You move in your faith. You move. So you get up and you move on. So remember, can't do anything about your past. You can't change it. You can't control your future, but you can do something right now. So get up and move on. Come on, give me a high five. It's called attitude shift. Somebody say attitude shift. We need an attitude shift right now. Where do we see that in the Bible? That's so marvelously put. We see it in the life of King David in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 16 and 17. It says this, David was down in the dumps. And I love David because he's very expressive. He gets depressed. He lets it all out. He's always up and down. He knows how to praise God. He's intimate. He's won battles. He's just been there, you know, he's done life. And, you know, it's David here where he's really down because he's done something bad. He's he slept with Bathsheba. He has a son. And now he's fasting and praying, Lord, please, please let my son live. Please, God. He's fasting. All the elders are around him at this point. And they're saying to David, come on, David, get up. Why don't you just get up? But David's fasting. He's saying, maybe God will just heal my son. And suddenly David, in that chapter, read it when you get home. He hears the elders whispering and they're saying, the son is dead. The son is dead. The son is dead. David hears it. He, what does he do when he hears that his son's dead? It says in verse 20, he arose, he gets up, he washes his face, he changes his clothes and he runs to the house of God. Hallelujah. That was David's response. And the elders, the elders came back and they looked at David. They said, David, how comes you didn't get up when we told you to get up and shift and move? And then you go and get up when your son is dead. And you know what David said? He goes, well, I can't bring my son back to life. And what did he do? He went and slept with his wife, Bathsheba, and she gave birth to Solomon. Hallelujah. What do you do when something's so dead in your life, you just can't do anything about it? You get up, you arise, you wash your face. That means prophetically, you wash your face from the past. You change your clothes. Some of you have been in the same clothes for too long. Hello, you may smell. 
I'm talking about the not smell, smell. I mean, smell foul because you just have the bad attitude. You know, when you hang out with people who just have the bad attitude and they just, just, you just don't want to be around them, right? You know, sometimes we do things like David that don't make sense to other people. The elders came back to David and they said, how comes we told you to get up and you didn't listen, but then you get up later? People around you will not understand you at times when things are difficult. You may do strange things. They may look at you and think, hmm, weird. Who cares? You got to get up. Some of you got to change your face. Stop wearing your past on your face. Walking around miserable, pretending you're really Christian. Can't even smile at somebody down the road. Can't even be kind. How do you let your light shine? Be kind. Some of you don't even do the practice. You're too busy cussing yourself and everyone else, walking around you. You know, car park, how dare you take my say, trolley in the supermarket, you know. I was there before you. And you call yourself a Christian. You want your light to shine. If you can't do the practical, you can be all spiritual here all day long. But what are you like on Monday morning, guys? How are you going to let your light shine on a Monday? Wash your face, change your clothes, and run to the house of God. <laughs> David ran to the house of the Lord. He didn't go... God, blimey, I've got to go to the house of the Lord now and give him some praise. He went, I'm going to the house of God. Got to get your joy back going to the house of God. Attitude shift. That's what he did. It was a response. Number two, you got to get over it and you got to cross over. You got to get over what's happened. Sounds harsh, huh? I know. Well, quit saying this happened to me, that happened to me. I don't know what to do. Because a lot of people spend a lot of time in the wasted years of their life. A lot of people spend time in the ruins of their life and they wonder why they're not moving forward. So you got to get over it. Come on. Some of you are living in old places. You're, living, you're stuck in the old version of yourself. God has a new version of you right now. There's a new version here. But some of you are stuck in the old version. God's into a new version. Give your neighbor a high five, say new version. New version. God has not finished with you yet. People may have written you off, God hasn't. You know, you may have been a write-off in people's eyes, but in God's eyes, you'll never be a write-off. High five. Slap somebody and tell them, God's got you. Go on. Your best days are ahead of you. Best days are ahead of you. Come on. Your best days are ahead of you, Katie. Those of you that are online, your best days are ahead of you. So get over it and cross over. Yeah, you need to hear this. Let go is the third one. Let go of what you can't control. You know, there's so many things that you, especially women, you know, we like to control stuff, you know? Control freaks, basically. And maybe some men are like that too, okay? But you know what? You need to let go of what you can't control. Because often we don't let go. And, and the reason we do that often is sometimes we use it as a defense to, because of what happened to us in the past. And then we fall into the trap of not making the right decisions. And because you don't let go, you can't make the right decisions because you're defending your attitude because of this happened to me. That happened to me. 
He offended me. Hello? Am I speaking to anybody? Let go, sister. Let go, brother. Because I tell you what, it will light up your life. Because you know your life is heavy because you're holding on to too much and you're wondering why you can't see, why you can't move, why you can't go anywhere. You know why? Once you let go, what you can't control, you start moving. You start seeing again. Hallelujah. You start making the right decisions. So let go, light up your life. Change is on the inside. When David got up, not because the men told him to, and he just did it, it was in the inside. Attitude shift, posture has to shift on the inside of you. Every single one of you need a shift inside of your attitude. Don't rely on just motivation and a quick fix in the morning. This is a choice you have to make every day of your life. If you're looking for a quick fix, you're going to get burnt out. Because I tell you something, if some of you right now, if your phone light went down and you couldn't see your messages, or what, what, you'd freak out. Where's the charger? Where do I plug it in? What do I do? If only we can carry that into our spiritual lives. When the fuse is gone, but if it's your phone, hello, you talk to any stranger, you go anywhere, you'll take any risk and you'll plug that phone in, right? Isn't that true? But what about your spiritual lives? What are you plugging that into? No, we get complacent. What is the fruit of arising? When you arise, the fruit of that is goodness, truth and righteousness. There's great fruit when you arise from the depths of despair, when all the odds are against you. When you see the power of God working in your life, you begin to shine and people start watching you and they're like looking at you. What do you have? That's I want. When was the last time you thought your light shone? Ask yourself a question. Yeah. When do people see the goodness and the righteousness and truth inside of you? You know, there's great examples of Daniel, Joseph, the spirit of excellence was upon. You see, when your light's on you, you have excellence. Because Daniel stood out because it says, the spirit of excellence was upon Daniel. And everyone looked upon him and thought, whoa, this guy's outstanding. What does he have? Then you look at Solomon. Sheba came to Solomon because he stood out because of his wisdom. He's shone. You look at Joseph from the prison to the governor. Spirit of excellence, wherever you, when you begin to arise and you begin to shine, there is an excellence about you. Why? Why is there an excellence about you? Why? Because the Bible says in Isaiah, because the glory of the Lord has come upon you. Now, what is the glory? What is the glory of God? It comes from the root word, kabod. Hebrew word, it means weight. It means splendor, majesty. It means brilliance. It means excellence. That's the glory. So when you arise and you shine, the glory of God comes upon you. His character begins to shine through you because He's brilliant. He's excellent. He's majestic. I can give you an example of the glory of God and the presence of God. What we need more now is the glory. People don't understand it's called the glory brand. Everyone wants to wear a brand these days. You know what I mean? Young people, you know? They have to have a brand on. How, what if your brand was the glory? Come on. 
What if your brand was the glory? I wear the glory brand. I was in, in Italy three years ago. We had a big meeting and... Um, I didn't really want to go and speak there. I was a bit fed up and I thought, oh Lord, I really don't fancy speaking, but I'm going to have to go. It was tough. I'm being honest. When I got there, I was feeling really weak, tired, emotionally, mentally exhausted. And I said, God, you're going to have to lead this meeting. Do you know when I led the conference there, it was a national conference. I just began to worship God. And the glory came down on the house. What did it feel like? What did it look like? You see, in the glory, you don't have to do anything. God does it all. In the glory, you rest because God's at work. In the anointing, you work. The power, you work it. The anointing, you work with, but not in the glory. So when the glory came down in the meeting at Italy, we were all weeping. Everyone was crying, including myself. I went down on my knees and I said, Lord, show me your glory. You know what we need in this hour more than anything is the glory. If the Word of God is saying, the glory shall come upon you. And in my book, The Lord of the Silence, it talks about the presence. When was the last time you tiptoed in the presence of God and said, He's here. that's the glory I was in Norway about four years ago and it was a national conference and we had 4,000 people in an auditorium and I was the second speaker and um, it was so powerful the glory of God came down again people wept cried and people were healed without touching them in the atmosphere of the glory things happen miracles encounters, breakthroughs, but most of all, you see the presence and witness His glory. And you know, the team that were worshipping there and the speakers, we all went back to the room to have lunch. We couldn't have lunch because we were full of the presence of God, of the glory of God. How many of you want the glory? The glory is so powerful. It's a spiritual weight. You know, when people say, Someone carries weight, weight in character. They say, whoa, he carries weight, that guy. He's got influence. You know, he's got weight. Get him to go and speak on your behalf and maybe you'll get some favour. The glory carries weight. Some of you really, really need a fresh encounter with the presence of God. You're dried up. And even though I'm speaking to you, some of you just need to hit that core where the glory touches you, where His presence, you know that song? Oh, the glory of His presence is what you need. It's the glory. Scripture there says, and the glory shall come upon you. This makes you stand out. When Queen Sheba said, I need to see Solomon, the glory. The glory cloud throughout the Old Testament, through the wilderness, kept him going. So today, 
2 Corinthians 3.18 says, get up, let your light shine. Get over it, cross over, let go and light up your life, people. And Hebrews 1.3 in the Amplified, just one sentence from there. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being out, radiance is Jesus. The answer is in Jesus. Nowhere else. He is the glory. And I believe tonight God wants to touch many people that you can experience a fresh encounter of His presence. Maybe some of you need healing, physical, emotional, mental healing. Whatever it is, God is going to touch you. You as a family, God wants to touch you and your children in a new way. There's new wine in this place being poured. There's a new sound coming out of this place. He's a holy God. He's here right now. Hallelujah. The glory of God. The kabod, the weight. That's what we want more of. Moses said, show me your glory, Lord. Some of us need that right now. Show me your glory, Lord. Right now, I want to challenge you to arise. To arise and shine. Heart posture changing. A shift taking place in your attitude. 